0: to Joshua Space, a podcast where we talk about books and pop culture and everything in between. On today's episode, I have the wonderful privilege of speaking with one of my amazing friends, Alexa, who has been a bookseller for 16 years. So welcome, Alexa. Thank you so much for joining.
1: Thank you for asking me. I feel such a privilege from meeting you in a line at Book Expo in like 2018 to like, you know, you writing your entire information on the back of a Starbucks receipt to now. Watching you is incredible. Mm -hmm.
0: I basically gave you everything except my social.
1: Listen, I had your social security number also, I feel like, by the time I left Book Expo.
0: <laughs> You're not wrong. I was just I was amazed that you had access to ARCs. I did not know what Advanced reader copies were until that book con Book Expo. I had no idea.
1: I brought you to the dark side because I remember going home and thinking, This guy needs to be in the book world and I am gonna figure out how can he get into this and I remember going home and filling a huge box to ship to you. And I remember the pure. it was like before social media was even like, it was a thing, I get it, but like, that was the best. Watching you just have a meltdown is my favorite thing of sending you anything. But I remember that first box was just like,
0: you melted. I, I, I had literally no words. It was just like, it was such a big box too. It wasn't like, here's a book or two. It was like this ginormous box full of books.
1: and that's how this
0: began pretty much and it hasn't stopped i mean you literally just sent me um stars and smoke by marie lou who is one of my favorite authors of all time and
1: I was waiting. I knew I knew that this was going to, like, brighten your day when you opened it. And so you saw it wrote on, like, the outside of the package. I was, like, prepare yourself. And it wrote it on the package of the book that I wrapped it in. And I'm, like, get yourself ready. Because I knew, like, an unbound manuscript, you were just going to, like, lose it.
0: Oh, yeah. I I had no words when I opened it. So that's why the video, there's no words in that video. It's just me going, ah, <laughs> shaking the <it. laughs>
1: was supposed to go in the box that i had sent you prior to that and it was in my room for safekeeping and i was like nobody is gonna get this unless that's joshua
0: <laughs> that's awesome so you work in seaside oregon at beach books and have you worked there since you started being like when you first started as a bookseller is that your first
1: interest? yes i started that was my second job i had ever had in my entire life and i've kept it so i walked in as a 15 year old um, and my day started with Karen, the owner of the store that she, this will be our 18th year in business. So I've been with her almost since the very beginning of the store opening. I walked in, she left me on the very first day and I was like, uh, what do we do? She's just sell books. And I was like, okay. And I've worked every single Friday and Sunday for the whole 15 years of my 16 years. So that's amazing. Yeah, I, I'm still amazed. Like you want to pay me to tell people about books. You want to give me free books. You want to give me a discount on books, plus you want to pay me to go to travel to conferences and meet these authors. Like, I have won. I have won the lot. It's not lucrative,
0: but I've won the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. I think that is probably the best job you could ever get. Before you started working there, were you an avid reader?
1: So, when I was growing up, my mom, she is always like instilled reading, and I can pick out specific books that she read to me. And my mom always ad libs when she reads these books. So, like, I don't want to read them years later and be like, well, this didn't happen when you read it. But we would always go to the library when I was little. We didn't have a whole bunch of money to have books and stuff. So, the library trips are the best. And getting boxcar children on cassette, cassette, that was like, we've done
0: it. (laughs) Back when cassettes were readily available. Or if you look hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. So when you first started like back then, has your taste in books changed from then until now?
1: I'm still like die hard fantasy, like forever fantasy. But um I've noticed recently I've been more into like I can't get enough cozy mysteries and like it's bad. I was trying to read the Dav I read the Davenport, the new young adult debut that came out like two months ago. And I was like, okay, when's the murder going to Their murder? There has to be murder in this. And when I finished it, I was like, Anne, my coworker, no murder took place in this? She goes, I think you should lay off the mysteries for <laughs>
0: <me."> <laughs> like, it is not a good book unless someone is killing someone else.
1: Yes, and unless there's food puns. Leave me out of it right now.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So what are your what's your favorite mystery or cozy mystery? I'm a
1: obsessed with this new one that's going to come out in like two weeks and it is called Vera Wong's Unsolicited Advice for Murderers. It is so good. The audiobook from Libro FM is also amazing because of the whole cast but you want it, I want it, you will want it to become a series (laughs) because you fall in love with the characters you know and it's this older woman who owns a tea shop, and she calls it Vera Wang's Tea Shop, because she hopes people are going to be like, oh, the dress designer has a tea shop, right? People don't think that. And she comes downstairs in the morning, and she finds a dead body, and it just goes from there, to where she helps the police do a chalk outline with a sharpie, and she only touches the body, you know, a few times on a whoopsie, and she tries to make them tea, and she then decides she's going to start, um, like, interviewing these suspects and she brings them into the tea shop and she makes them all meet at once and like they just become such a cute little family and (sighs) i just love that book
0: (laughs) that it reminds me a lot of the thursday murder club
1: exactly why i love it
0: (laughs) (laughs) that is it is oh the thursday murder club because i don't read a ton of mystery but the Mm -hmm. thursday murder club is just chef's kiss
1: Okay, that's what kicked me off into this obsession. Last, probably, like, October, November. And I feel like the Thursday Murder Club series gets even better. Like, book two and three are even better
0: than the first, somehow. I still have not read the second or third.
1: I know! I know! Who are you? You're not busy. You don't have books. You should have time, Joshua.
0: I should. I don't know how my, like, five million book TBR is not finished yet. It's a tragedy at this point.
1: Maybe I should quit sending you books.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, it just adds to the TBR.
1: No sense in b- putting yourself on a book ban. That is, you know what, that's sucking serotonin.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> my therapist was like, you need to stop buying books. And I was like, huh, no. And then, you know what he He had the audacity to tell me that not only do I need to stop buying books and cancel every subscription that I have. Oh, also, Yeah, he also wants me to delete my account on the websites yeah. I purchase books from and delete all of my payment methods from my phone. Listen, I know I have an addiction. I've accepted that I have an addiction. We can downsize this addiction. We don't need oh. to get rid of it altogether. This is listen, my life.
1: <laughs> I I know. Listen, I have the answer here. Take your credit card payment off of his account of paying him because he's taking your money too. So listen, we're going to find a new therapist because this one is not for us. <laughs> He is too drastic and radical for us.
0: Honestly, I was like, tell me you're not a reader without telling me you're not a reader.
1: Oh, you know what? He's probably e- 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 No.
0: Nope. Mm-mm. Oh. I, my jaw just dropped. The, the more he went on, I was like, n- 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 no. I'm like, listen, listen. I get it. I will downsize. I will cancel half of- So, I'm at the point right now where I have four subscriptions. I have the. That's really good, right? That's what I'm saying. It was like 11. He doesn't know you. He doesn't know you. Honestly, (laughs) like, listen, I'm doing really good right now. You should have seen me a year and a half ago.
1: (laughs) I'm in a really good place. I don't even need your services anymore, sir. I'm gonna use that money to do another box. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Exactly. But yeah, so I am gonna try and cancel two of them and bring it down to two. I know, I know. But it's also, I've realized, so I have four right now. I have the Fairyloot Adult subscription box, the Broken Binding subscription, uh, which they do, um, they do trilogies. And so they do three months at a time. You're basically locking yourself into three months and it's a complete trilogy. And they, I mean, they're set, they're a full set and they're stunning. The stenciled edges all designed like together. You haven't heard of them? No, oh, they're amazing. Amazing. I need to write this down. Somewhere. Yes, it is. So, you know how you heard of Goldsboro, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so think of Goldsboro on a different level. Oh, uh, the, like just the because it's more stenciled edging and oh. not as grade. And so, I think the biggest difference though is Goldsboro is focused on first printings, first editions, mm-hmm. sign numbered, yada, yada, yada. Whereas Broken Binding is more focused on special editions. Limited signed, and so they're doing reprints. It's not a first edition, first printing.
1: Okay,
0: okay, that so makes sense They're now. bringing you like a trilogy at the end of its course. This trilogy's already finished, so we're gonna give you all three books in the next three months. Uh, they ha- they do also do new releases as well. They're starting to do more mm-hmm. of that, but it is seriously, it's their their editions are gorgeous. So I'm not canceling them. I cannot cancel them.
1: No, okay. What are the other two? Goldboro?
0: Goldsboro. Goldsboro. And Goldsboro. <laughs> Great.
1: Uh, you know, I don't think there's any wiggle room here. So, four it is.
0: Okay, but here's the problem. And I'm realizing this right now because I am doing a massive unhaul. Because just, I, I'm one of my bookcases broke at the beginning of this year. It was a travesty travesty, tragedy. I don't know. Both. Both. Okay. And it collapsed. So, I had to take all the books out. I have boxes. And it kind of made me realize I need to downsize a little bit. So I'm working on downsizing, and then I'm going to do but floating bookshelves on my entire other wall. So that'll give me even more room. So when I sell okay. a bunch and I create these bookcases, I'll have more room for new books. Solid logic.
1: Listen, I think it really didn't tell you you needed to downsize. I think it told you you need to get a better quality bookshelf. <laughs> That's what it really meant.
0: You're not <laughs> wrong. While I'm going through the books to get rid of, though, I realized a lot of Goldsboro, and not just Goldsboro, but I read mostly science fiction, and I dabble in everything else. A lot of Goldsboro, because I subscribe to the Goldsboro Science Fiction Fantasy Fellowship, which is sci-fi fantasy, and the Goldsboro Premier Membership, which is everything. And I also buy a lot from them, and just other places in general. And a lot of those books are not sci-fi. And so I have a million of them, and have not read any of them. And I was going through it, and I'm like, do I really have an interest in reading this? Not really. So, it's, Is yeah. the resale
1: market really out there, though? I know that they're, like, a UK-based, but they're also easily obtainable, I should say, I think, for the most part. But is there a good – is there a market for resale for all of these unhauled books? Or is it very, like, niche unhaul? Because I notice um, – I always love watching your growth on TikTok, and I'm so – proud of you for getting almost thirty-five thousand followers like this makes my heart so happy because it couldn't happen to a better person but sidetracked where was i going oh no oh okay okay the pierce <laughs> brown i noticed on your unhaul video yeah everybody is like oh tell me about those pierce brown pierce brown pierce brown and i was like joshua's gonna have a bidding more. i want to watch this i want to watch his reaction as it's like up 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 in price and i like is it all like that or is it very
0: niche it's both. So there, it really depends on the series um, yeah. in general. Here's like a, a great example. The Other Side of Night by Adam Hamdy. So mm-hmm. gorgeous edition. I mean, these stenciled edges are amazing. I love them to death. It is yeah. signed. It's numbered. Um, this is number 58 of 500 copies, which is awesome. This book probably cost me close to $40. I think it's like 35 ish Including shipping? Including shipping. And that's okay. the main reason is because the book itself, I think it's like mm. 25 pounds and then another eight pounds to ship it. So it's like 34 pounds total. And then after yeah. you do the you know, pounds to U.S. dollars, it ends up being like $37. So it's almost 40 bucks. And so this book, I probably could not – I could maybe get 40 bucks or a little under unless this wins a ton of awards and it becomes very popular. And that's right. what happens with like the Red Rising books. Stephanie they know so- more. Yeah, so there's yes. a Goldsboro edition of those. Um, Jake, I saw all Never eight of your copies. Yeah, I saw them. I saw eight of them. Yeah, I saw those. I, Oh, it's mm, but that's. What I'm
1: would thinking. you like me to task? Would you like me to put an arc in that also?
0: <laughs> wait, 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 do you have an arc of that book?
1: Who am I? How dare Here you? Me. We met in Stephanie Garber's line.
0: I know that is the line that we met in, and we were on her Instagram. <laughs> Simpler time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, that was, the, that was, like, what, 2017?
1: 2018? 2017? It was a, I mean, oh, that's
0: that was a good time. Six year, five, six years ago, that's crazy.
1: I remember when we would stand in line with 20,000, if not 100,000 people, just, like, so close, for hours, on concrete? Oh,
0: yeah, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> what a time, what a time to be
0: alive. Honestly, and it's funny because it's changed, because I've gone to conventions recently. Mm -hmm. And it's different. The lines aren't as severe. Um, So I will say also, I had never been to San Diego Comic-Con prior to the pandemic. So I don't really have that base of the chaos. You can't walk. There's, like, so many people you're touching on all four sides and all of these horror stories. I went to the special Comic-Con in 2021, and, I mean, it was very, very small scale. There was not a lot of people. Um, I could put my arms out and walk around. It was no big deal. Like it was it was like I so to me it was like, well, this is very underwhelming. And I get it was a special edition. Um so it was yeah. very small. It also was on Black Friday weekend, which was really stupid.
1: I think that was a win still. I would have taken that over all those dang people to wait in line.
0: Yes, but the problem is a lot of the vendors were having Black Friday weekend sales, Cyber Monday oh. sales that were cheaper than the convention. So I could have gone on my phone and bought exactly what I'm looking at for 20% less. And that kind of negated the effects of being at the convention a little bit. Then I went last year, and last year was more of a normal. I could still kind of put my elbows out, though, to be honest. Like, it wasn't that (laughs) insane. And the lines were, like, not terrible. And so I was like, if this is how it is, this is a piece of cake. And I have a friend that's been every year, and he always tells me how insane it is, and, like, WonderCon, how it's very busy. And I'm like, bro, you don't understand BookCon. BookCon was a whole different level. And he did not believe—he was like, hmm whatever. And I went to WonderCon for the first time, and I was like, this is extremely underwhelming. Like, it's an amazing convention, don't get me wrong, but compared to BookCon, BookCon yeah. was so much more chaotic. And he was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, this is a piece of cake. This is easy. <sighs> It was like, i had my computer with me oh. i had like 10 spreadsheets <laughs> i had a folder full of things and schedules and where i needed to be and what i needed to bring and what i needed to do and who i needed to- like it was a whole thing so it definitely prepared me for future conventions i will say that
1: <laughs> the differences of like what a conference is for somebody who doesn't like like when i go to a conference I'm going for a completely different reason compared to why you're going to a conference. So I'm going to, like, talk to these publishers and connect with these authors and the publishers to make sure that they remember not only me, but my store. And so it's different. And when I went to Book Expo for the first time, I was so, like, overwhelmed on what's even going on and what's the protocol and what do you mean I need to get a ticket to stand in this line to meet the author and, like... What? What do you? What do you mean? You're selling books? Because like every conference I always go to, you just get in a line to talk to the author, and you get their book that they signed for you or whatever you want. And I was like shot down for on one of the first days because all I wanted to do was meet the Schwab because. She is one of my favorite authors of all time and I was just like, Oh, I get to meet her and then I got to the booth, they're like, Do you have a ticket? And I'm like, Oh a ticket for what? And they're like, To get in line and I was like, What are you on? No, I will stand in this line and I will meet her and they were like, No, no, that's not how this works here But to 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 make you feel better, the next day I got like hand brought to the front of the line to meet Victoria okay. and Okay, it, that it makes was sense. it was like it was the most crazy thing that I was gonna cry because she knew where my store was located and like she's been to my town, which if anybody doesn't know, like I live on the Oregon coast in Seaside, which is a very small coastal community that no beards. Well, depending when you come. Just <laughs> kidding. Um, <laughs> no. So that made my whole like Victoria Schwab knows me, and that was where we got to meet Tommy ADM for the first time. Tommy was, actually, I met Tommy months prior in Memphis, and it was probably, it was a long time before Children on Blood and Bone was even going to come out, and it was my current obsession that I made everybody at the store that worked there read it, and I was like, I don't care if you don't like this genre, you must read this, and I remember meeting Tommy, and I was like, I have an obsession with you and your book, and, like, she was in such disbelief. I'm like, "You love my book?" And I was like, "You don't even know. You don't even know the amount of arcs that are up here and like signed finished copies of like I'm I am in your boat of obsessions with that one." And so to watch that and watch how big she's become is so cool.
0: It's awesome. I think it's it's wild to when you're like you see them before. Yep. Like, you meet them before the book is even out, before it's gotten to where it's at now. I mean, it has a movie deal. It's, I yeah. think, pre-production at this point, but I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. We Do you both know?
1: have Tomi stories, because Tommy recognizes and knows the both of us for different yep. reasons. And it's just the most—it's the coolest feeling to to have the—it's um. It, it's like an appreciation of you appreciate their baby, in a way.
0: Yeah, she is— the sweetest human like she is so incredibly kind also i i'm hoping she'll be at san diego comic-con again this year and i am determined because last year um at san diego comic-con she was like have you been writing and i was like not really so i am determined to at least write something so i can answer yes i have i have (laughs) been writing tommy thank you for asking
1: She, I haven't seen her for so long, because then she's kind of, like, gone into hiding, I think, as she's working on this third book, which yeah. I'm so thankful she's taking her time with this third one to, like, really round it out. Because the second one kind of, like, I have been describing it as, like, a marathon read, and by the end of it, you are exhausted, and she's essentially killing you, <laughs> but... Um,
0: and, then it's, it's, and then it's over, and then you don't know what's going to happen, and you're just and, like, and uh, I, <laughs> I, excuse me.
1: Just I'm like, can you please round this out and not do like a Saba type of thing where you're gonna like rip out all of our feelings, but like just like a little bit of our feelings, just a curb stomp them a tiny bit.
0: Exactly. So, Tomi Ami, what is one of your other current or like all-time favorite books? Well,
1: I I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) So, as you know, one of my obsessions is alex harrow's ten thousand doors of january what? i know i so shattering this is hot news it's a hot take i don't know if you pay attention to the top 10 beach books bestsellers every month but almost a guarantee my alex will be there yep. and she has to sit very strategically on a very certain table and she sells every single day anyways that is my book. I am obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with her. She never has toured when her book had come out in the before times, <laughs> and uh, because she had little kids. And so I have hand sold her book. My uh, my little recommendation blurb was chosen for the indie next pick, and so it got shipped out to all the independent bookstores across the country with the little you know what I write your yeah. uh, what I wrap your books in. Um, mine was chosen, and I was like, oh. Ooh so it's been an (laughs) ongoing joke for years the day i get to meet alex harrow is the day she's like it's that damn beach books girl like hit the panic button she's finally found me right like (laughs) it's like i am constantly like this on the bookstores instagram every month when when it makes the top 10 which is saying something because it's top 10 almost year round in our busy season. That's saying something. Yeah. Last month or the month before, she reached out to me and she was like at, on the bookstore. And she's like about, thank you for so much. Thank you for what you do and how appreciative it is. And she really wants to send me something special. And I was like, oh, what? What does this mean? Because her book never reached like the indie bestsellers or the New York Times. And I Which, just thought sorry, it deserved.
0: But it needed to. That oh, it was so perfect. Was- so beautiful, especially, like, getting to that's the good. end and then just reading the first page again, and yes. it was like, oh, my God.
1: <laughs> you, She blows your mind after, and that's what I tell every single person. Like, when they buy this, I'm like, um, we're best friends. This is my obsession. Please reread the first chapter as soon as you're done. And so, like, uh, and I'm like, I'm not giving away anything, you know. And no. so she asked me, she's like, you know, I should probably ask you, like, what's your name after all these years? And I was like, it is me. <laughs> <laughs> my time has come.
0: It is I, Alexa, from books. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I didn't think anything of it because you know people are always like, oh, I'll send you something, and then yeah. like you know squirrel brains take over
0: and oopsie oh, whoopsie. I am notorious so for doing that. So <laughs> I know.
1: I, I I got a text and it was on my day off and they're like, hey, you have a package from Alex Harrow and I was like, cool, I'll get it tomorrow, thinking because she was gonna send signed books. And I thought she was just gonna write, like, a thank you note, right, which I would have, I, like, lose my mind. But I was like, wait, a package? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, be right there! <laughs> I go careening into the bookstore, and I'm just like, don't look at me, I am a troll right now, but I am here for my Ally package! <laughs> and I open it, and I had goosebumps, and I started crying. Because she sent me a special edition that I had never seen before. That's
0: a sub-training press edition. I <laughs> <laughs> Would I tell you, I tried so hard to get that book.
1: I I've never seen this before. This is a $175 copy. And then I was just like, oh my God, I've really reached it. And then I opened it. And she not only gave me her personal copy of this edition, she signed it to me with endless gratitude, Alex Harrow. And, like, when I tell you I lost my mind, because this book means so much to me, um, just, like, I, I this isn't my book, but I feel like every single time I put it in the hands of somebody, I'm, like, I'm giving you a piece of me, because this means so much to me, and it doesn't matter how many times I read it, I love it every time. And, like, to be acknowledged, and to like get this, I was just like, Oh I can't wait till the day I look you dead in the eyes, Alex <laughs> That's
0: amazing. Amazing. So yeah. how many times have you reread it?
1: Well, um, maybe like three or so. You know. That's... Because I don't want it to like like listen, my key brain forgets plots. Yes. Yeah. And, like, I forget certain things, and so I kind of, like, wait at least nine months to a year before I reread it. Yeah. If that – because I want to be, like, enamored with it, like I was the first time in a way. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it hasn't been out for that long. It came out right before pandemic, didn't it? Like, 2019 or 2020?
1: No, it actually came out, and I read it before I went to my first book expo, which was, like, 2017, 2018. And I got it before that. I read my first copy, yes, and so because I, the our amazing rep at Hachette, knew this was, like, my book, and so he sent it to me, and he's just, like, watched it spiral for me for years, and he always sees, like, all of our posts about it, and he just laughs.
0: Well, I will say, I read that book solely because of you.
1: Because every person that I met, I was like, listen, hey. Like you know, I'm like a weirdo like like showing my trench coat of like, hey, do you wanna buy these? But I'm like, Listen, you've gotta read this book. I told it to everybody that whole weekend and that was that was when we met at BookEs Book for the con. So yeah, I I wouldn't stop talking about that to anybody that had a poll. <laughs> That's awesome. <Yeah. laughs> Even if you weren't a reader, I was like, Listen, I've got a book for you.
0: <laughs> On hey, non readers are only non readers because they have not found the right book for them. Well, thank you so much, Alexa, for joining and chatting about books and just everything and being a bookseller and your journey into it. It's been amazing.
1: Thank you. Is this how it ends?
0: Huh? <laughs> I do have one more question for you uh, before I we... Agree. What? Are... First of all, what are your top three favorite genres? I'm trying not to cuss right now at you. <laughs> This is part one of the question, by the way.
1: Fantasy. Okay. I mean that is also like adult fantasy and yeah. YA fantasy and of course middle grade fantasy. Um. Like, oh no, no. Oh. Like fantasy, mystery, like adventure. You know, I don't know.
0: Okay, so fantasy, mystery, and kind of like a general fiction.
1: Yeah, but lean more on, like, rom-com, romance, like... Okay. I mean, if you, like, this kind of romance sometimes, too, like, guild, but we hide behind
0: that. (laughs) Okay. So, what is your favorite fantasy novel? What is your favorite mystery novel? And what is your favorite... (laughs) And your favorite rom-com?
1: Shall I cuss you out now or after you hit stop recording? Because I've got I have a list of very colorful words that I would love to use.
0: Oh, I don't doubt it. <laughs> oh, Joshua.
1: When anybody asks me my favorite books, I'm always like, I hate reading. Quit asking me questions <laughs> because I don't want to ask. I don't want to My favorite books are like Ten Thousand Doors of January, uh, Darker Shades of Magic series, and those are both one fa- ad-
0: those are both fantasy. But we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> go for it. <laughs>
1: try me, Joshua. (laughs) I will give you Darker Shades of Magic is a fantasy. Ten thousand doors of January is an adventure mystery.
0: (laughs) With light fantasy elements sprinkled in.
1: Tracy Cheese Reader Trilogy is one of my absolute favorite trilogies of my entire life, hands down, and it doesn't get the love it deserves. And I am so upset by it because it is one of the most perfectly written book where you take notes, but you're not angry you're taking notes. And, like, I mean, that first book took her, like, 10-plus years to write. And when you read it, you understand why. Because she has so many little tidbits in there and so many riddles. And, oh, it's I just love it. To think of a book of a world where nobody knows what books are, words are, nothing but she wants each of the characters to be able to, like, fluidly read the situation to where, you know, one can very vividly read tracks and track somebody. One never loses a fight and can read a fight before it happens. And a pirate who can read the sea who never gets lost. And so you are a reader, but you're not reading words. And I love that each book she takes it out to a different level of, the reader to then the speaker to then the storyteller is telling the story of the whole thing. And it just, like, uh, it doesn't fit. So if you want to go general fiction, rom-com, anything, Emily Henry.
0: Okay. Um, another one that I have read specifically because you forced it into my hands is the Reader Series by Tracy G.
1: And, and she- you made my whole life because you found me an arc of one of them. and. I- I was just like, Joshua is my savior. <laughs> oh. oh. I feel like I should grab them instead of looking at, like, a weirdo up into the heavens. <laughs> okay. I get them. <laughs> and now the only thing that I'm missing is an arc of the storyteller because I have them all because you found me an arc of the speaker and that was my, like, ugh. Oh. Uh, are,
0: were there arts of The Storyteller?
1: I don't know. Okay. I don't know, and I, I, I've never seen it, and I am, like, I'm not connected like you are on these situations. I just find that new stuff for you, okay? But this, if, if you, if nobody has read this, like, this is one of my favorites. I just think it's so underrated, and it deserves so much more.
0: It is such a good book. And she is such an incredible person and author in general to where the reader Series is hands down amazing, but her novel We Are Not Free. Yes. That book. Yes. Incredible. Incredible.
1: I I fully agree, and I knew she was going to be one of my um, obsessions the day I laid eyes on her, and she had sequined shoes. And I was like, yes, let's be friends.
0: (laughs) That's awesome.
1: (laughs) So that's mine. Yeah, I think those are my only obsession. Not only, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) there's a few. I just wanted to say again, thank you so much to Alexa for joining and talking about books and being a bookseller. And I, of course, wanted to thank all of you who are currently listening or watching this episode. If you want to support this podcast in any way, make sure to subscribe. Also, if you feel so inclined, you can purchase books through my bookshop.org affiliate link or support Alexa for purchasing books from Beach Books in Seaside, Oregon. I hope you have a wonderful day and happy reading.